life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. What size shoe do you wear? 12, 13? 13. 13, I figured. Yeah, I, I was used to seeing that oftentimes come right over top my face. Back in the day, we'd, <laughs> we'd spar, we'd fight, kumite, whatever you call it. That was, um, that was one of your signature moves, if you will. And anybody that's fought you knows what I'm talking about. You'd come in with a front kick to the ribs, to the gut. And you'd faint, and you'd get the person to lower their guard, and then you'd come right over top with an axe kick. If you connected, well, you know why? You what? know why that was? Do you know why that was? Well, I would use my eyes. I would quickly look down at my feet, and then you would look down at my feet, and I'd hit you in the head. Yeah, if it connected, you're looking at you know a broken nose, maybe even get knocked out, maybe uh, you know a fractured collarbone. Because uh, with a size 13 coming over top with an axe kick, that's pretty. <laughs> Pretty serious. And, you know, we don't talk. We never, this is a martial arts based podcast. That's the foundation. That's the leaping off point where we, uh, you know, we talk martial arts and then go from there. But we, we usually talk philosophy, spirituality. We talk about the mental aspect. We don't get into the technical. So it's kind of odd for us to be talking about this. But the reason I bring it up is because I want to talk about fainting. And that's essentially what you did. You'd faint with a kick going low. And, and then you'd go high. And I'm thinking about sure. boxing. I'm thinking about any sport. Well, jujitsu, for example, if, yeah, jujitsu, perfect. You know, you set them up high with a jab and you go low with a takedown. And, and it's typical boxing, same thing called faint. You're right. And it's sure. used heavily. It's to draw you into what you think is going to happen, but it doesn't happen. Exactly. And that's perfect. Exactly. That's what you want to happen. We've been talking yeah. about the what ifs the last couple of weeks on the show, the what if that were to happen? What if this were to happen? And if you live in that constant state of what if, that's no way to live. It sucks the life force right out of you and it turns into chronic anxiety, especially with the pandemic and everything that's been going on. That's what's essentially happened. People have been living in the what if zone. Well, it got me thinking about fighters and fighting and, you know, martial artists and boxers, if they lived in that what if zone, you would freeze, you would crumble, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get anywhere, you'd end up getting hurt all the time, because you can't react to everything, you just can't, you're going to get hit nonstop, you're going to get deceived, so that when a real blow is about to hit you, you're not going to be prepared for it because you were reacting to everything else. You were reacting to all the faints. So what we need to do, it just got me thinking, Tim, we need to filter out all those faints in life, filter out all those what ifs, and maybe not until it's immediately in your face and about to impact you or make an impact on your life, then you react. And, and don't get me wrong, we've talked about this before. You got to take proactive steps. You know, you have insurance, you plan for the future, etc. But if you react constantly to what's not really there, you're just setting yourself up to, to really be hurt and to really fall when it really does count. Well, yeah, and I think, I think, but there are, again, external what ifs, if you want to say, you know, you put a seatbelt on before you drive a car. There you go. What right. if you get in an accident? You know, we can go, there's a railing along every uh, steps that's good to up and down because what sure. if you trip or fall, you can grab on it. So there are good what ifs. Exactly. You know, we're talking about the deeper ones, the ones that are more internal. And that's why I think this show is so interesting too, Steve, because a lot of times, yes, we do rooted in the martial arts, but 
everything in martial arts is, is about how we can carry it over to our life. And as we call it, life skills or character development. It's what you put in yourself. It's your instincts that you build up over time. They don't just happen overnight. You've got to put the right stuff in you so that the right stuff comes out of you, especially at the time when it's needed. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. The analogy just hit me. (laughs) No pun intended. It just hit me right in the center of the nose. I'm like, wow, that's, that's it. That's what we're talking about here. And, and I don't say this in a braggadocious manner. I don't, we never talk the physicality. We never talk about technique and fighting, but a good fighter can make a fool out of another person. They can make that person do things that they didn't even, they weren't planning on doing. They can dance around them and they can make them move all awkward and contort and do all kinds of things without even touching them because they're fainting nonstop. And it just got me to thinking, life will do that to you. Life will do that to you by by all the feints. If you reacted to everything that was a what if, again, you'd crumble. You'd live in that chronic sure. state of anxiety. You're absolutely right. That's you know, and that's one of the things too, is you you know, there's a time to dance. There's a time to dance with your partner, to follow the moves, or the person follows your moves, and you stay within the rhythm. But then for the most part, a lot of times in life, it's about that rhythm is being broken. I mean, let's face it. If we can live in the rhythm that we want to live in, it would be paradise. Mm-hmm. But that rhythm doesn't exist all the time. A lot of times, our rhythm is broken up by chaos. And the more we shield ourselves from chaos, the more we realize and we forget that that is a part of life that is necessary. We just had a class. I had lined up a group of my adult students in front of heavy bags, but not facing the heavy bag, mm-hmm. facing away from the heavy bag with their shoulders and their body against the bag. I had the opposing students on the other side facing them, kicking the bag. What do you think they started to do? They started to anticipate. Right. They started to anticipate. And once you anticipate, you participate. Once you participate and you become of something, you start becoming dull and unaware of what may happen. And so then the next move was to allow that student to freestyle, throw a jab and a hook and a cross under not my cadence, but their own. And now all of a sudden it was confusion, but they were getting hit sometimes, not hard, but a lot of it too is taking a shot here and there. In the martial arts, you know that, Steve, you started out opening the show with getting hit by my size 13 foot. A lot of what is life is getting sometimes hit and becoming better for it. Not that you want to, but that just is what it is. It's what life is. So going back to the, yeah, totally correct. Going back to that analogy, what you're saying is, and I agree 100%, sometimes it would be better. You'd be better off to take that first shot where you're going low and you're kicking the guy with a, you know, a front kick, maybe to the ribs, maybe to the gut. Now, build up your abs, build up the ability to take shots like that. And again, I'm, and bear with me here because I'm using the analogy all through life. Build up a thick skin. Take the shots that aren't going to take you out. It goes back to whatever doesn't kill you just makes you stronger. Because the blow you don't want to take is that blow coming down on top of your head when you were anticipating something else. So take the small shots so you don't get caught off guard with the big shots. Correct. Exactly. And it's a, it's a good topic, Steve. And I'm glad you brought it up because I think in the martial arts, you kind of live in that world a lot. 
and um, you know, dance with the dance, but also be aware that sometimes the, the rhythm may not be there, and you have to make your own rhythm. So it's a very good topic, Steve. So the moral of the story is don't react to all the faints you're going to encounter in life. Only what really matters. Be in the present as much as possible. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Absolutely. Amen to that. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.